The views expressed on the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Welcome to Entitled to Overcome, Exploring Solutions for Life Today, a presentation of Take 12 Recovery Radio. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dave Fleming and the Monty Man. Sing it, Dave. Overcome. Dum -dum -dum -dum. Welcome to Take 12 Recovery Radio's presentation of Entitled to Overcome, Solutions for Life Today with CADC Level 2, Mr. Dave Fleming, or better known as VID. Um, we are still uncensored. We are still <laughs> broadcasting on uh, on social media. I uh, hope to continue to do that until they boot us off. So we're not going to bail, but um, listen... Um, well, well, I got a little sound clip for that later. Uh, uh, you know, what you can do if you are going to bail and you still want to tune into the show. Uh, so I want to I want to give a shout out to a couple of folks, Dave, before we get started today. Um, our good friend Gordy R., he's on, I, I guess if you're from Australia, is that considered the other side of the pond? Or would that be the the UK? I know. Uh, down under. Oh, it's the down. It's the land down under, right? Yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, hi, Gordy. Uh, Gordy's been listening to the show for a very long time, and he is very active in his 12-step fellowship, and uh, he gives us shout-outs all the time. Um, there's so his, his online group, which is called AA Australia Online, OZ. OZ? Yeah, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's celebrating 20 years. Uh, doing with the, yeah, oh, and so awesome. uh, congratulations yeah. to them. Uh, listen, so uh, AA Australia on, uh, Online In Between Meetings Room is a place for members to meet and work with one another in recovery and fellowship. Uh, it is a G-rated room. Keep that in mind. But you can uh, you can link up to that on paltalk.com. It's a video chat room. Uh, by going to our resource page, go to take12radio.com, click on Recovery Resources, and then it's listed under online uh, uh, support uh, meeting, social media, more. Nice. Yeah, so you, you can go there. Uh, so, Gordy, there you Let's go. see what's going on <clears throat> over there in Australia. Yeah. And then uh, also I want to give a shout-out to – and the reason I'm doing this, too, is because we have several Facebook groups that give us permission to post our shows in their groups that don't give permission for other links. Nice. And they let us do it. And so we're very grateful. Um, one such page is Recovery and You. This is a loving, caring, sharing group. Uh, in the world today of, of so much negative on social media, uh, it's refreshing to read their description. This is a loving, caring, sharing group. We're not professional counselors, doctors, or nurses. This group for is for additional support. By no means is this group created for anyone to sell things, judge others, start conflicts, find a significant other, disrespect anyone who is in any kind of recovery. If you ever need any help with anything, 
please contact uh, their administration, and that would be uh, Luann. Luann's the one who contacted me. Uh, they allow us to post our shows in their group. Uh, nice. Thank you so much. Luann, Kimberly B., Danny P., thank you guys. Thanks, guys. Um, so Recovery and You, and you can also click on the link uh, under, in our resource page under online support meetings uh, and such as well. So there's a link there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, good deal. We need to support each other. Hey, I, I got a question there, Monty. Yeah. I'm sure somebody else has one, too, about, about this. What? Why the statement of this is a G-rated group? Are there other groups yeah well i think i think it's and i've had i've said it before too um the reason is what i gather from that at least at least for me is what i'm saying is please don't use strong profanity please don't talk about things that aren't family friendly because there are people of all ages listening um you know we're a Christian-owned and operated, although we're all-inclusive, and we have guests on here that aren't Christians and uh, that kind of thing, but but we want to keep to, you know, uh, faith-based standards as far as the way we operate. Some other groups aren't necessarily faith-based, but they want to keep it mild. Gotcha. Yeah, they they really don't want people flinging F-words and... Because you got all ages. I just see people are out there going, let's Google like R-rated meetings. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, Cause, I I'm mean, sure there are those. I've just never heard of such thing, I guess. I, I always, I guess, just assume it, that everyone is respectful. And, no, well, uh, some people. When you're doing a meeting. But I suppose if you're online and you're. Some people don't consider it disrespectful to use strong profanity. They, they just. They don't get that. Well, that's maybe their normal right. operating procedure. Right. You know, in on YouTube, for instance, when you're posting, um, there is a place that says, uh, this is for kids, this is not for kids, uh, stuff like that, mm. I, you know, because they, they want to make sure they're not going to get called on the carpet if something's for kids, but there's a bunch of stuff on there that's inappropriate, you know. But we're living in a world where the inappropriate has become appropriate and the appropriate has become inappropriate. Who knows, right? Mm. So <laughs> we could go off on that, but we're not going to do that. Speaking of down under. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> up uh, is down and down is up. Oh, my goodness sakes. Ah, zippity doo That's all right. God wins <laughs> in the end, so. Yep. Uh-oh. The clock is ticking. What time is it? Hmm. Oh, it's time for Dave and Monty's Icebreaker. That's Whoops. right. Clean up that mess. Get the broom or well, shop vac, whatever you're. So if you've got a weird story to, to share, maybe it's something that you did or something, you know, somebody did that's weird or funny or bizarre Keep it, of course, G-rated. <laughs> if it is uh, the wackier, the better. You know, we want you to send it in. Uh, email it to Take12Radio. That's T-A-K-E, the number 12radio at Comcast.net. And we may read it on the air. And one such uh, icebreaker here is from Janet P. from Ottumwa, Iowa. You know where Ottumwa is? I have no clue. So, I... I lived in Ottumwa for a very short period of time. Seriously, it was 
I don't, the, I don't remember a whole lot about it. He's down at the bottom <laughs> of the state? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I really don't. I wasn't there. You know who's from Ottumwa? Google it. Is Gary Bur- Burgeoff, uh, whatever his name is, the guy that played Radar, Radar O'Reilly on MASH? Hmm. He's from Ottumwa. Um, seriously? Or is that no, his seriously. character? Well, no, no, his his real person, Gary. Gotcha. The guy Gary, yeah. Um, B-U-R-G-H-O-F-F. The guy that played Radar, Corporate Radar, Radar Cor- Corporal Walter Ra- Radar O'Reilly, yeah. Um, well, anyway, Janet P. writes, During a party I attended back when I was actively drinking, my friends and I were playing Truth or Dare. Now, as soon as I read that, I thought, this is going to be great. <laughs> when it came my turn, I chose Dare. Oops. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, I was dared to place my mouth around a brass doorknob and sit there on my knees for the remainder of the game, which lasted another 45 minutes. When I went to stand up, I was unable to remove my mouth from the doorknob as my braces had become attached somehow. <laughs> oh, my that night turned into an evening of great embarrassment as we had to call my father, who just happened to be a locksmith. Dad came and removed the doorknob from the door, but my braces didn't fare too well and had to be cut off. An expensive evening, to say the least. That was over 25 years ago. It was also the last drink I ever had, and I am so thankful I'm sober today. Thank you for your show. It is of great encouragement. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. But but I'm thinking you you'd get jaw cramps, wouldn't you? <laughs> if you're gonna play truth or dare, I never go with dare. Don't never go with dare. Well, and she by telling that that's the truth, right? Yeah. They didn't just didn't ask her, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so they now if she played it now, they could say truth or she could say de- truth, and then she could tell that story. Um, but it sounds like she's got over twenty five years sober now. You know, hey, I'm I'm glad that's. I'm sure there's other stories she could tell around her drinking days, but yeah. uh, I'm glad she can look back at that and and, <laughs> and, and, and laugh at that. So here's our icebreaker. All right, we'll be back right after this for the topic, Perseverance. Hang in there. Uh-oh, I heard a rumor that you're thinking about jumping the social media ship because you're tired of all the character assassination and the fussing and fighting and such. Well, if you're serious about that, but you don't want to lose your connection with our programming, no problem. Simply visit us at Take12Radio.com and subscribe on any of the major podcasting platforms listed there. And if you want to download our shows for free, click on the Podomatic app. There's no reason to lose your connection with the best in recovery talk and positive music at Take12Radio.com. Welcome back to the show. You've tuned in to Entitled to Overcome Solutions for Life Today with myself and Vid, Dave Fleming. What's uh, up, peeps? Dave sent me the topic uh, earlier this week, perseverance. 
Perseverance. Um, is the reading out of that book? I love that book. Yep. Yeah. That's the book. Um, Dave's got a reading here about a guy named Tim <laughs> who wasn't doing too good. I mean, you've been there before? I have. Where you just, you know, you're like, you, you come to a point. What's, what's the, the point? What's the yeah. point? I mean, I'm I'm doing everything I, I, I'm told to do. It just, I feel like, or maybe you're not doing everything you're told to do, but you just feel like the little that you are doing isn't making any difference. No. And maybe you're leaning on your feelings. I mean, I know when we do that, we can get ourselves into trouble. But um, it can. It, it's recovery is not easy. I mean, it's one of the hardest things you'll do in your life, especially now. In the well, over the last whatever months since March. Oh, with all the shutdowns yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. can't it, can't get out to a meeting and. Yeah, it's been a it's been a little stressful or a lot stressful for for a lot of people. Yeah. So um, there's actually a Bible verse that goes with this, and we're going to unpack that a little bit. It's from it's from Romans. It says, "Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope." I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But Dave, do you want to read this this story about Tim yeah. here? <clears throat> this is good. Tim believed he could go no further. The road had been so long, and it didn't seem to get any easier. Yet he could see progress. Two long years had passed since his world came crashing down. A loving family came apart, and a career ended. Our lives do change. It is not always easy or enjoyable. The outcome isn't always our desire. But our lives can and do change. From the from the thirst of the alcoholic to the pangs of the overeater, we must know there is hope. Hope moves us down the track fueled by perseverance. The motivation that says, I come this far, I'll take another step. Steps are taken one after another. After we've taken several, we can look back and judge our progress. Uh, fatigue and frustra- frustration may set in, but even when we stumble, we rise to our feet and take another step forward. Tim's life was changing, slowly, sometimes painfully, progressing by perseverance towards hope. And then uh, prayer for the day, Lord, even in times of darkness, you are my light. So... You know what I I thought about is one of the things that I thought was traumatic growing up. It really wasn't. But it was just as a young kid when you're in physical education class. I mean, that's traumatic for any kid, right? right? We had a swimming pool at our high school. And uh, it it was an Olympic size or anything like that. But to me, you know, it was huge. And I always did well as far as endurance goes when it came to any kind of exercise. I wasn't fast. Uh, I wasn't, um, I was very awkward (laughs) in everything, but I could go and go and go and go, Mm -hmm. right? And I think it's, uh, uh, my determination for that started when I started swimming. 
And it was tough. But I remember my coach, or the yeah, the PE coach, I'd get halfway the length of the pool, and I just, I'm sucking in water. I'm just having a horrible time. And I said, I, I can't go any further. He says, well, you have two choices. You can either go the rest of the way or you can go back. It's the same distance because you're in the middle. Right. I've never forgotten that. And uh, so I decided to go the whole way. And it was interesting because when I got to the other end, I started to go back the length of it, going the other, which I didn't have to do. And from that point on, when it came to swimming and some other physical exercises, I could just go on and on, which led me to a place that later on, I actually broke the sit-up record at our school by doing 3,043 sit-ups which actually was over 6,000 because you had to take your elbow and 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 touch your left knee, take your right elbow, touch your left knee, take your left elbow, touch your right knee. That was one. Mm-hmm. So it was actually two. Um, but I did that, and then I got stung by a yellow jacket in the back of my neck, and, and my hands broke. You can't let your hands break right behind your neck. Um, but I remember, I of course, I got out of classes doing it. But I went on and on and on and on. And I'm thinking, you know, if it wasn't for that coach saying, listen, you can do what you want, but you're going to go the same distance. Um, Pressing, pressing in when that's when you feel like not going any further, that's when you've got to keep going. Yep, I have a I have a story that's similar to that uh, with uh, a bicycle. Oh. So I used to ride my bike everywhere. I mean, I would probably ride that thing, I don't know, a a good 10 to 20 miles a day. Wow. You know. That's a lot. That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't a bus guy. I didn't, never did like the bus. Um, so I would always ride my bike everywhere. And so <clears throat> I had this this goal at one point that I was going to, Try to I've tried to ride up this road a couple of times. Uh, it's in, in in Sharp Sharp Park, California. It's near Pacifica, uh, going up the hill. Is uh, it steep? Some, some yeah. Well, it's it's probably pretty good grade. Yeah, it's pretty good grade. Um, and it it it's it winds like this. So when you go Ooh. up, you're on on the shoulder. Right. Right. And you basically and I and I did it a few times and I got probably halfway, you know, mm-hmm. and then had to like walk the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to uh, ride all the way to the top without stopping. And I just had a BMX bike with one speed. Oh wow! So I didn't have you know like ten speeds or whatever. Right. Uh, it was just a you know a. a it was a mongoose uh, BMX bike. Oh man! And so, um, this one day I, I was like, "Okay, this is it," you know. And I started at the it. bottom, and I basically got momentum going and um, kept the same momentum because I knew that if I slowed down at all uh, or stopped, that was going to be it. Oh, I, sure. I wouldn't be able to do it. So I basically just. You know, got it in my brain that, you know, just to keep going, keep going, keep going. It's not that much farther. It's not that much farther. It's probably, if I had to guess, it's probably, 
about a mile, mile and a half, maybe two to the just to the, to top. the top of the the windy part. Yeah, before it it kind of levels off. And so that was the goal is just to get to the top of that. <clears throat> so I just you know started going and and just got a pace going and got to the top and focused on you know just going forward and uh i made it all the way to the top of course when i got to the top i just kind of stopped and fell over into the weeds (laughs) (laughs) but i i made it you know right um and so that was like one of those things where you know early on this is this is high school so um i knew that i could train myself and train my brain into pushing pushing the limits you know mm-hmm. uh, of what we can do without giving up so that's a so that so so that that challenged you as a holistic creature right i mean it challenged your spirit it challenged your emotions it challenged your physical body right right um and and, and this bible verse it's really interesting because the 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 end all here is hope is hope and we are human beings we're always like man i've just lost all hope you know when am i going to see hope when am i going to see light at the end of the tunnel when am i going to arrive when when is this all going to come to a to, you know to a close or or whatever when am i going to see victory when am I, well if you want that if you go by this it's interesting because what builds hope is character what builds character is perseverance and what builds perseverance is difficulty. Right. So it was difficult for you mentally, spiritually, physically to go up that hill. Right. But the tribulation of that, particularly physically, right? I mean, it's exhausting. Right. And you couldn't, I mean, there's tri- there's there's two lanes, one direction and one lane in the other direction. And so you can't like... Like typically, when you go up a, a steep hill, you can zigzag up the hill and get to the top. Sure, you couldn't do that because there. you get a little bit of a reprieve when you're. Well, going, if there's yeah. no traffic, you can you can zigzag yeah. across, but, but you couldn't do that there. Couldn't do it. But no. but but your the the perseverance that you were able to stick to was actually fueled by the turbulence of the difficult momentum of keeping those pedals going. Yeah. Um, knowing that if you stopped, you were done. Yeah. You know, so knowing that, that pushes you forward. So it's, it's almost like what's actually fueling it is the hard times. And that is what is producing the perseverance. And that's what produces the character. Because when you get to the top, you're like, you're on top of the, the, the hill, right? You're like, yeah. Right. You know, you feel good about yourself. You've accomplished something. It's like you, um, you, you feel like you can do anything. Because, you know, we talk, talk, you talk about hope and, and losing hope and all that. It's like, you know, just sitting here thinking about that. I don't think I've ever gotten to that point. Where I've like where just, just, everything, everything was hopeless. Yeah. And, and giving yeah. up and saying, what's what's the point? Um, I, there's always, I, I knew there was always something that I could do to change my circumstances. It, it kept me stuck in, in my, uh, addiction probably longer than, 
than uh, uh, than I would have liked. Right. But you know, maybe you know, I I look back and say that that's you know that's the way it had to be to get to the point where I'm at now. So in Tim's story, one of the things that it says here is our lives do change. But just that statement right there is enough to scare some people. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, change, change. It's not always easy or enjoyable. There's the tribulation, right? Um, the outcome isn't always our desire. Well, it's not what I wanted, right? <laughs> um, but our lives can and do change. And I, I think when it comes to if we're trusting a power greater than ourselves, um, we can be assured that even though the outcome wasn't the way we planned it, it's going to be for our best interest. Right. It's going to be in our best interest. And, yeah, and I've shared, you know, a few stories along the way in, sure. our, in other shows about how that's come into play in my life, yeah. about how I'm going to, you know, this is my plan. And right. I get to where I need, where I, the goal is, but God, it, you know, it has a different plan. It's yeah. Like, so I can sit here and pray and I got what I wanted. Prayers answered, but it wasn't the way that I would have planned it because I'm still, you know, trying to think of things from the human perspective. Right. Right. Because we still are not, you know, I'm not a hundred percent like all in, or like I have to, like I have to do something, but I'm not sure exactly what I need to do yeah. to get to. So I, I trust, I, I utilize uh, what my understanding is at that point to help head in that direction. If that makes any sense, you know. And it's interesting because uh, in recovery, as in just life in general, there's usually two ways that we approach difficult things. One may be intentional, like like your bicycle thing. You know, okay, I am gonna I'm gonna hit the top Just of this. Do hill. It. I'm gonna do this. Do I have to do this? No. Can I walk? Sure. But this is something that I want to accomplish. And so you press in and you may get discouraged, but you keep going. You may fall off your bike. You may stub your nose. You may whatever, but you keep doing it because it's intentional. Then there are those times that you had no intention of going through that tough time. You would not have chose that, you know, but something happened and it came out of nowhere. Maybe it was a car accident. Maybe you just woke up and you're you're late to work and there's a flat tire, you know, something as simple as that. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just a major traumatic experience and you are faced with, okay, I'm either going to, press into this thing and see it through or I'm not. And I'm going to throw in the towel. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, like you say, getting a flat tire. It's like, Oh, I might as well just give up. Yeah. I got a flat tire. I'm going to call work. So I'm I'm not coming back into bed and yeah. "Eh, Why call him? Why even call him? Yeah. They'll figure it out. (laughs) Hey, I've, I've done stuff like that before, you know, uh, but I'm thinking like my, one of the thing, examples of you have a choice here. Either you're going to press forward and succeed um, or you're not is my heart surgery. I mean, I was bebopping along Sunday. I wasn't expecting this. Right. 
You know, and then I'm fa- well. Actually, I'm not faced. You can either do this and succeed because there was no guarantee. Right. They make you sign a release. We're going to stop your heart. I mean, I didn't even think about that. I'm going. The doctor's going. We're going to be stopping your heart, and you know, the machine's going to keep all the blood flowing, but your heart's going to be stopped, and it might not start again. <laughs> yeah. So sign here. We don't want you to sue us. <laughs> I'm like, what? But what? But what's okay? What, what are we gonna do? They put they right. they pull the wires out. They send me home, and I could have gone for another year or, or whatever, but or not one day yeah. and not wake up, you know. And so I'm I'm there and I'm thinking. And I was Dave. I got to tell you, I was panicked. Oh, I bet I was know. panicked. But the night before the surgery, and and Marcia couldn't come see me because once she left. At 7 p.m., she couldn't come back until after the surgery the next day because of the COVID thing, yeah. right? So it wasn't, I'm saying my last goodbyes as I'm being wheeled off to surgery like normally you would, you know, and she's holding your hand and kisses you and says a prayer over you. There wasn't that. I had a whole night to sleep on this away from my best friend and my, right. my wife. Um, But something happened. There was... A complete surrender that happened, and I got to tell you, I don't know that it was on my own power, because it was like all of a sudden a peace came over me. It was like you're doing this, you've committed to it. They've shaved your whole body. You might as well, <laughs> right? Um, or take up swimming. Or take up swimming. Uh, yeah, and and um, whatever the outcome in, God's got your back. Yeah, whatever the outcome is. Now, you could have had the same attitude and went home and say, I'm just going to pray about it and God will have my back. Yeah, God will have my back. I don't have to do this. But I think this is one of those times where God makes an opportunity, right, for you to go get help. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to accept the help? Or are you going to say, ah, you know, the, the guy on the roof during the flood, right? Yeah, oh, God's gonna save me. Okay, yeah. and then plane and helicopter, or whatever. Right, and, right. You know, it's like, well, what did you expect? I did all this, you know, and you just decided to do your own thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and yeah, it, it's am like, I gonna do this? And then with 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 the decision to do this procedure or to do the, this recovery program or right. to do this new job or whatever it is, do to do this relationship, right? Comes a set of instructions. Everything in life has a set of instructions, whether on they're on paper, right, or they're what your gut tells you. But and you have to make a decision: am I am I going to follow the instructions or, or am I not? Am I going to do this, you know, my way? Particularly that I don't know anything about. I don't know anything about heart surgery. What if I decided to do it my way? But here, here, doc, I'll tell you what. Why don't you use this vessel instead of that vessel? And <laughs> so especially when we don't know what we're doing. And we know that when we first get into recovery, you know how they say, well, take what you need and leave the rest. I didn't know what I needed. Right. Well, and that, I had no clue. That that ties into recovery as well. It's like you can get the instructions, right? The right. 12 steps, the big book, whatever. But you also need the doctor yes. or the sponsor or someone that's Been done there. this, right, and can guide you through it. Right. To be successful, or you can try to do it on your own, and you you know it's like well we know where you know, that goes. Yeah, sometimes that doesn't work too well. 
And I, I've read posts on, on social media. Well, I don't need a sponsor. I don't need a sponsor. I don't need anybody. I just read the book. And I'm like, well, let me know how that works. I, I mean, because, because what happens for with me is my own agenda will get in there. And if I don't have somebody to bounce it off of, I'm liable to go down a road that I may think very well that it's the right decision. I, I need people in my life that say, hey, what do you think about this? And my wife, I'll ask her. What do you think about this? And she'll bring up something I never thought about. Right. And that's yeah. that's the good thing about meetings as well. Yeah, because you hear different ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just your way. Or you can share, hey, you know, I don't know what you guys think, but this is what I was thinking of doing, you know, and whatever, and get feedback from people, you know, or after the meeting or whatever. But it's like you got to have – you can't do it on your own. I, I don't – I mean, I tried – every other way to do that you know right. on my own and it just didn't it just didn't work because i was missing that component of you know someone else uh being able to bounce stuff off of someone else and say and say hey is this <clears throat> is this thinking right or you know have you tried this before or, you know what's right this is what i'm doing can you give me some helpful advice what do you see uh, in me that I need to work on because I can't see it, right? I can't right. see everything. Right. No, I can't see around the corner sometimes. I <laughs> Why need does somebody... my phone never ring? Why doesn't anybody ever talk to me? I'm in <laughs> I, I recovery. Well, maybe you need to soften up. How come bit. nobody ever calls on me in a meeting? They got something against me. I There was this gal. I am telling you, every time she chaired the meeting, she would never, she intentionally would not call on Monty. I was convinced of that. Well, you know what? So what? Right? But it took me it took me years to go to so what. Maybe she maybe that's true. What if that is true? You know, but what if it's not? Right? But in my head, did I ever ask her? No. So I'm not going to persevere through that. I'm not coming when she's cheering. Well, you don't I mean, want to have your <laughs> your your own thoughts about things crushed. Right, right. Um, in this reading, it says steps are taken one after another. That would suggest momentum. That would suggest you're still going up that hill on your bike, right? That would suggest uh, progress. After we've taken several, we can look back and judge our progress. So we, we, we look back and we check, we check it out. Fatigue and frustration may set in. Were you fatigued? Oh, Going my, up that my hill? legs were burning. <laughs> but even when we stumble, we rise to our feet, take another step forward. Not backwards. Well, yeah. Forward. It, that, that was probably only halfway up that road. Yeah. So I still had another, you know... How many times attempting that did it take you before you actually made it from the bottom to the top without stopping? Um, that was probably uh, second or third time. Yeah, but I, I, the town I lived in, like for a while, we lived at the top of the street called Manor Drive, and it was steeper than that and so <clears throat> that one i would do the crisscross back and forth right, right. and it was kind of like you know training 
uh, and then I'd go from one end of town to the other. Um, you know, I'd go from you know, uh, from my our house was at the top of Manor Drive, and I'd go all the way down to uh, the the back of the valley in Pacifica because I back then I was in 4-H and our our 4-H farm for a period was out there. Um, and so I just, you know, I would ride my bike, I'd ride my bike to school. Then I'd go, you know, from there I'd, I'd go down and then back again. And then, you know, it was just, so the whole thing was like training back and forth. And then we, we would go, there was a, <clears throat> in springtime, we, in the, there was a, <clears throat> there was a mountain, I guess you would call it, uh, and there was a radio tower at the top of the hill um, in a fire road. So we would, and it was winding around the side of this mountain. So we'd push our bikes all the way to the top of that. And then we'd come, we'd ride down, just getting all crazy in the mud and all right. that stuff. But, uh, so every day was like this challenge to get in, you know, I wasn't even, it wasn't something that I was thinking about. Like, I got, well, I got to get training to, you know, make it up this hill. It was, but it was, it was just, just part of your, your I'm life, just like, right? Yeah. You know, I go, I, I did it one time and I was like, man, I, you know, I, I just told myself I can do I can do this. I just can't stop. Mm. And so the next time I went up, it's just like, let's just go and we're not going to stop. So we got to the top of the, to that part of the hill. And then the, the rest of it was a little more flatter uh and you know so then there was like you know i want you once i fell over at the top yeah and caught, caught my breath again or caught my got my energy back then i would i rode up the rest of the hill which is another couple of miles but that that's interesting because because like you said i i just couldn't stop uh i can't i can't stop so um i, I i've heard folks that are going to move from one town to another, you know, and, and, and I tell them before you ever move, find some positive contacts. I mean, get a list of where the meetings are, what church, synagogue, wherever you're going, check into that, do that before you get there. Because if you stop, chances of starting back up again, become less and less the longer right. you say stop. Um, and it's that way, you know, if you stop being accountable to whoever your accountability base is and you move away or or, or whatever, um, the longer, you know, you see this with 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 kids who graduate high school and they go, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to take a year off. And then they don't go. Right. You know, I mean, some do, but more than not, they don't. You got to have some um, some kind of plan. I mean. And, but you got to keep moving, right? So keep... when you're like if you're moving to another state, you're going to stop. You, most people are going to stop along the way and and spend the night somewhere. Well, then you you want to you know maybe you want to check out a meeting in that town where you're going to stop for a night just to see what what's going yeah. on somewhere else. Or if you're traveling, even it's you know? a blast too because you get to yeah. you get to see some really interesting things. I, I had a friend. <laughs> I got a friend that that goes uh, uh, over to Europe. Um, every now and again, uh, on and then rents a motorcycle and just tours around. But he goes and checks out the different meetings out there in another country, and it's kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know. And even in airports, you know, you can find somebody to have to connect with. And in, in fact, some airports actually have scheduled meetings in the airports. 
they you know how they have those private clubs in the airport yeah. but sometimes they have rooms where they actually have meetings well, I, did, I didn't know is, that before is have like the uh oh i don't know what they call it uh customer service or whatever right where they page people right you can have them page uh, a friend of bill w and that's pretty standard right? everybody it knows yeah. what that means yeah um and guarantee you're going to have at least one person if not more will come over you know and you can you know have a chat or you know because sometimes the airport is a slippery slope you know go stop at the lounge you bet no one knows you're out of state yep yep um there was a guy i think his name i think they called him airplane george and he was from i think he was from junction city i'm i may not get this story entirely word for word correct but but you'll get the idea I was told that he tell he's no longer with us, but that he he told the story of in his active alcoholism. I talk about perseverance, right? He got on a plane on a commercial flight, and they cut him off because he had drank too many of them little bottles, right? <laughs> they, they cut him off, so he faked a heart attack. Wow. The plane was forced to land. He jumped off the gurney once they after they got him on the gurney, right? He ran into the airport and got himself a drink at the bar before before they actually got to him and arrested him. Wow. That's That's perseverance, baby. <laughs> so they called him Airplane George. That's crazy. Oh, my sponsor told me that story. Wow. But you know, I yeah, I had a I had a a, a guy that I work with. He was like one of the uh, sales reps or whatever um he was in he was in the in the lounge waiting for a flight and he was in recovery he had been sober for a few months and he ordered you know ordered a coke i don't know if i can remember the story and and they brought him basically a rum and coke or uh and so he he drank some of it and then whatever you know, whatever he was thinking. Yeah. Um, if he just decided to drink the rest of it because he's already had a drink or if whatever. But uh, he went missing for a week. Wow. Um, you know, like five days, you know. Yeah. People were looking for They couldn't figure out where, what happened to him because he didn't end up in the city that he was supposed to go <laughs> for a meeting. Oh, no. And so they <clears throat> they finally tracked him down. Um, he actually had a heart attack and he was in a hospital and oh boy, and a town that was like a hundred miles in a different direction. Um, and he basically, he went, he blacked out. He didn't yeah. know how he got there. Don't remember what happened. And so, you know, those, those airports, uh, you know, the, it's no joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta be careful. So if you're, you know, if, if if you're struggling and considering giving up, uh, you know, what's your true desire? Most people they don't really want to. They're just exhausted. They're just frustrated. They're just tired. You know, I guarantee you, there are people that have been where you've been, or maybe they're right where you are right now, that are willing to, uh, you know, reach out a hand of fellowship to you. Right. And, and some of them, if you don't want them to say anything, they'll just sit and listen to you. Sometimes that's, that's all we need. Right. Um, but there's no re I mean, we were talking about this 
I think it was on last week's show, uh, the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show, we were talking about we live in an area here in Lynn, Benton, Lincoln, Lane counties where just geographically you would maybe have four or five meetings. We got a meeting. We have tons of them. They're everywhere. Uh, the, me, the the AA meeting list, the NA meeting list, which just keeps growing and growing. Um, the faith-based meeting list. I mean, there is just a ton of support out there. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but I've come to places in my life where I needed to press in and I needed the help of somebody else to help me through it. Right. And uh, there's just no reason to go through it alone. There just isn't, you know, unless you unless you choose to. Well, yeah, I, I used to always hear the the stories, uh, oh, recovery's boring, there's nothing to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, it all boils down to you, your recovery is what you make of it. Yep. You know, the, the area that I did most of my recovery in, there was something always going on, like, if I couldn't do everything that was going on. Right. 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 There's meetings every night of the week. Sometimes, you know, uh, f- three meetings in the same town going on. Yeah. And so there's no excuse why you can't find a meeting. Right. There's no excuse <clears throat> why you, find, you can't find anything to do. Um, you know, there's something. Then you got the other side where there's, they're, uh, they just, you know, they, they, said the right things or they started doing the right things or whatever. And, or they had a really good lawyer and they, <laughs> you know, were able to get, go to treatment and then, uh, they get done with treatment and they're like, oh, okay. you know, maybe they get off paper and then they just go back to doing what they were doing before. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. because maybe, you know, they were in a program for a while and it's like, well, I've been in a program for a while and I don't want to, you know, I need a break. And it's like I always tell people that's this time when you need to. Oh boy, you need to press in. You do, and you need you know you can't just go to one meeting a week. You know, and I'll stand by this. You know, whatever is because in our addiction and our behaviors, they're twenty four seven. They don't like take a break. Right. So we need to trade off our recovery. We need to do something for our, our recovery and our spirituality every single day. Sure. Every single day, sure. whether it's a meeting or service work, something. We need to, you know, and I looked at it this way. It's like my life, 24-7, right? So I can trade off an hour or two a day get to, to you know, work on my recovery or give back. Right. You know, that's right. nothing. Right. Uh, there's a gentleman that we both know who said to me the other day who was talking about was actually at one point was talking about digging deeper into his recovery program in a certain mm-hmm. manner. And the other day he told me, he says, you know, I'm just going to, I just going to go home and, and live with mom. I just need to take a break for a while. So, so you're not going to do this. And he goes, nah, I don't, I don't think so. I just, I just need a break. You know, I've come out of uh, uh, such a heavy criminal past you know, and then and and then to where I'm at now, and when I leave here, I I just need a break for a while. And man, bells were going off in my head. You know. Well, you know that we can't. All we can do is get. You know, we can plant the seeds. We can we can stick out our hand, 
We can't make somebody change. No. Well, you know what? But but I sat there listening to this guy, and I thought, gosh, I'm you, man. Right. You know, I I, rem- I remember that. I remember making statements And like no that. matter what the other person says nope. to you, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go give it a try. Yeah, 100% convinced I wasn't going to pick up. I, I am. I'm just going to rest. Yeah. Totally convinced of that. Had no, if you'd have hooked me up to a lie detector, I'd have passed it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, it's scary, but, you know, it is, all we can do is try to plant the seeds and, right. you know, and, and pray for them. But, you know, there's, so yeah, like I said, the, you know, people are facing significant uh, legal issues and they get a break. And so then, you know, their their old self starts creeping in and saying, yeah. okay, now I can, now, now I just won't do the stuff that got me in trouble this time or, you know. So do you want to develop perseverance? Your hard, difficult time you're going through right now could be the very fuel that helps you develop perseverance. And then the perseverance will build your character and then your character will give you hope. And so maybe we need to look at what's difficult as not a curse, but as a blessing. Yeah, well, we, we talk about, you know, if if it's not difficult, if you're not struggling and it's not pushing, it's not pushing you. You're not, you're not getting out of your comfort zone. Right. If it was easy, then what would be the point? And there are going to be hills in your life. There was no escalator. Um, I, I was like, you know, those things we were talking about airports, those, those, those things you stand on in the airport, oh, yeah, the, people movers, right? Yeah. Right. All I could see was your hill, and then a people mover going up the side, and you looking at that bike, and then looking at that people mover, and going, "All right, I got a choice here, right? Nope, I'm getting on that bike, and I'm doing." Yeah, this I never thought, like, what the hell am I doing? Right. Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> it never crossed my mind. Yeah. I could just see you pedaling that. that what'd you say? That one speed. What'd you say? What was it? A, a little what? BMX. A BMX. Yeah. yeah. We got see, one gear. Well, gears. All right. Closing thoughts. I just, you know, the only thing that, that I can say is uh, don't, don't give up. Even when things are looking bleak or difficult, you know, just don't give up. Uh, reach out, ask for help. You know, and uh, you know, I, I know I can I can put this out there, but you know we're here at, at Take Twelve Radio. Yeah. If you need some help, you can reach out to us, and we'll we'll, we'll do whatever we can. You know, whether it's you know giving you a call or pointing you in a direction or whatever. You know, uh, you don't have to do this on your own and. You know, whatever the, your your hill is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. we're here to help you get to, yeah. the, get to the top. Absolutely. Just click on our contact link uh, on our webpage at Take12Radio.com. Uh, if you need resources and you've never done that before, uh, we'll, help you get re- we'll help you get plugged into resources. There's just literally an 
enormous amount of resources out there for you. You know, I just want to say something real quick. You know, the, the, the there's a there's some there's so many. You know, I look at this whole thing that's going on with this what's been going on over the last eight nine months. Uh, I look at it as a blessing, in a way, because uh, we get to uh, one be with our families more. Um, but there are so many resources out there that the people that struggle with reaching out and asking for help, they can do it anonymously. A lot easier. A lot easier. Yeah. Right? Don't want to walk through a physical door? Exactly. You, you, if and you're it, listening to this show, you're probably on a computer or a smartphone. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, it only, it's, it's planting those seeds. Yeah. You know, if I can, if I can do this or if I can, you know, uh, even just go into an online meeting and just listening, uh, you don't even have to post your picture, right? You don't have to turn the video on. And just doing that stuff is getting the getting your foot in the door and planting those seeds, and then you just keep keep moving forward. And gradually you just you do some, a little something more, reach out, ask for some help. And two of those resources we mentioned at the very beginning of the show. Yep. Go to Take12Radio.com, click on the Recovery Resources banner, and there you'll find AA Australia Online in between meetings room and also Recovery and You. Two great resources where you can you can be anonymous. You can be whoever you want to be. Right. Um, but the thing is, what are you going to receive? You know, and uh, you, you're going to receive some support. Uh, also on that resource page, there's just, can I use the word plethora? I like that word. Plethora of resources for you. That means a lot. A lot, A lot, baby. a lot, a lot. A lot. <laughs> All right, our closing song is by recovery recording artist, Mr. Jerry Vandiver. Uh, his website is paddlesongs.com. Uh, this goes out to all you musicians out there. Listen, if you feel like giving up and you're having a hard time persevering, sometimes, and you know this, you just got to write a song, man. Whether you can <laughs> sing or not, sometimes just write a song. Work, this, work through the blisters. Yeah, work through, yeah, absolutely. So this song is entitled, You Write a Song. When the one you love doesn't love you back And you toss and turn at three in the morning And you hear a train cross a distant track There in the dark some words start forming And you write a song to get through it Maybe it'll ease the pain But that's not why you do it It's not a temporary Momentary Ordinary passion You write a song Because you have to Dollar and change is all you've got to make it to Friday. 
then the car breaks down in the passing lane and waiting for the tow well you can start crying but you write a song maybe someday down the road you'll hear it on your hometown station or maybe gold will grace your wall but that's not your motivation it's not a temporary momentary ordinary passion you write a song because you have to something reaches down to the core and then something's there it wasn't there Long after you leave here Or maybe it'll change your life But that's not your reason It's a grip your soul Won't let go Extraordinary passion You write a song Because you have to I know that all my musician friends out there can identify with that. Sometimes you just have to write a song to get through it. Here's the thing, my friends. Perseverance. It's so important. It produces so many good character qualities in your life. If you will just persevere. If you got to write a song to get through it, it doesn't matter if you can sing or if you have any talent at all. Write it anyway. Sing it to yourself. Sing it to God. Sing it out loud. And by the way, if you'd like to hear more of Jerry's music, visit his website at paddlesongs.com. Until next time, this is the Monty Man along with Dave Fleming. And we're reminding you that because of God's great love, you are entitled to overcome. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.